Hi, I'm Jesse. In our apologetics training series, Reason for Hope, this week's devotions are devoted to helping you respond to apologetics methods that don't work. One of those being experientialism. I say all of this with a grain of salt because you have to experience the Holy Spirit of God in order to be saved. I just don't believe that necessarily entails an emotional moment. Moreover, people can have an emotional moment at a Mormon church and they're not saved because they're confessing faith in a Jesus that's not the Jesus of the Bible. They're believing in a Jesus who is Satan's brother and that they have to go through a long legalistic series of actions in order to redeem themselves and save themselves. Rather, here's what scripture says. As we also address experientialism, I want you to be prepared. There are some people who use experientialism as their apostate testimonies, meaning I've experienced Christianity. I used to be a church kid, and then I left it behind. So experientialism can be like this counter-apologetic too. And I'm not just talking about somebody who went to like a weird rattlesnake handling church where they told him like, you handle this snake and if it bites you and you don't die, that means you're a Christian. And like, I would, I would run out of that church too. All right. I, I know the story behind Mark chapter 16. Rather, this counter apologetic apostate Christian testimony is further accounted for in scripture. So some people can use experientialism as an apologetic, but then atheists have their own form of experientialism as an apologetic. So I don't want you to think of experientialism as though it were a strong apologetic. Sometimes you just had a bad experience, man, and that has no bearing on the truth of scripture. So within atheistic apostate testimonies, they are proud of the fact that they grew up Christians and they, they feel like this makes them experts in Christianity. And they'll use their departure from the Christian faith as as though it gave you an upper hand on, uh, it gave them an upper hand over you. Let me just check the the Nihilo box. Okay, no, no universes have come into existence or one measly planet, nor any Oprah's Winfrey or uh, Justin's Bieber. So far, nothing has come into existence from nothingness, but we have one more devotion left this week. Hebrews chapter six speaks to falling away. All right, Hebrews 6, 1. Therefore, let us leave the elementary teaching about Christ and go on to maturity, not laying again a foundation of repentance from dead works, faith in God, teaching about ritual washings, laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. And we will do this if God permits. The author of Hebrews, whom I believe could be Apollos, whose story we read in the book of Acts, has high standards. He considers laying on, the laying on of hands and repentance from dead works and faith in God and teachings about ritual washings and the resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment, elementary. Like those are elementary teachings, so buck up, all right? This is like that seminary professor that you have or the, the college professor you have who scares the snot out of you and, and, and calls more from you. Well, he sees something in you and he's drawing it forth. So the book of Hebrews is very challenging in verse 4, for it is impossible to renew to repentance those who were once enlightened, who tasted the heavenly gift, who shared in the Holy Spirit, who tasted God's good word and the power of the coming age, and who have fallen away. This is because to their own harm, they are re-crucifying the Son of God and holding him up to contempt. This passage is sometimes used to teach that you can lose your salvation. 
However, I believe we're, we're seeing someone who fully gets the gospel, understands it on an intellectual level, has even had an emotional experience, and they fall away. They tasted a, a glimpse of the coming age. They tasted the goodness of the word of God, and they've just chosen their sin over again, never to repent. I believe you're seeing someone who's described in the parable of the sower. This is the seed that lands on the rocky soil that at first springs up and everything looks good, but then as soon as the heat comes, as soon as sufferings in this life come, they wither away because there's no root, it's not there. And if they stay withered, they never repent, they never actually come home to faith in Christ and live in repentance the rest of the days of their lives, they're just apostate. Here's the funny thing about this atheistic apologetic based in experientialism. Dropping out of something doesn't make you an expert in it. In fact, it's kind of the opposite. I dropped out of film school, so let me come teach you how to direct. Now, if you drop out of something, it makes you less of an expert. It makes you a failure at it. And yet, this is an experientialism that's used within the atheistic circle. You can share with them Hebrews chapter 6. You can also share with them the two versions, renditions of the parable of the sower and the gospel of Mark. In the gospel of Mark, Jesus actually teaches it and then explains it. It's quite perfect. Jesus does all the heavy lifting for you. You can describe, you can show them how their apostasy is described even within scripture. So while we have apologetics, Christians have apologetics, even atheists kind of have their own apologetic too. Why? I don't know. Nothing comes from nothing. There's no meaning also that's going to come out of this. There's no religious worldview that's going to have any kind of meaning that's going to come from this nothingness. It's only, uh, only the Christian worldview accounts for that. But they have their own apologetics too, and it's often experiential. I had this experience, therefore I know what's true. It's possible you just had a really bad experience. And you know what? Be sensitive to this because there are some people who have had some really bad experiences. There's a whole movement now of people who came from like independent fundamentalist churches who are describing stories wherein their churches just really strayed from this. They strayed from scripture and they abused authority and power. And it's really sad to hear. It's really heartbreaking. Here's what thinks about that. That bad experience at an independent fundamentalist church doesn't account for the whole of Christianity. Truth be told, the Redemption Church is an independent, independent church. And yeah, I guess it would hold to scriptures inspired by God. I guess by that, that would make us fundamentalist. But when you hear independent fundamentalist Baptist church, that's actually referring to a whole denomination. And uh, that often holds to the King James Bible only as the inspired word of God. I've got a lot to say about that, but no time left in this devotion to address it. So watch out for experientialism as a proof text for, uh, for, for truth. It's not necessarily true within sects of Christianity, and it's definitely not true within atheistic experiences. Apostate Christians don't disprove the gospel. They just simply don't. In fact, they're accounted for in Hebrews 6, in the parable of the sower, and in what 1 John describes as this, those who depart from us were never really among us. There is a reason for hope, and it's in Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. We know that when we confess Jesus as Lord, we repent from sin. That's why it's not some sort of magical incantation. It's either a confession or a lie. If you confess that Jesus is Lord, what happens with your sin? Man, it's gotta go. Yeah, but what if the sin comes back? You repent again and you get up again. You confess again, you repent again. And the Lord's mercies are new every morning. 
where there is consistent repentance from sin across a lifetime of sanctification, you can see salvation. Where there's the Holy Spirit convicting for sin, there is salvation. Where there's love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and gentleness and faithfulness and self-control, there is salvation. That is an experience that is consistent with what Scripture says. There is a reason for hope. Go share it today.